Hey, welcome to a new episode of Last Call Baseball. I'm Dorian. Come on in. The water's warm. Remember, we changed our name from Hipster Baseball Podcast to Last Call Baseball. I thought about the name change for a few weeks. I think probably, yeah, definitely a few weeks. But something else that I always think of, we always have to play like fantasy ownership in our mind. Would you rather own your own favorite sports team or own a part of the music of your favorite artist? And that's a dilemma you have this week, my friends, because last month, Liberty Media, who owns the Atlanta Braves, did a stock split off of the Braves back on July 18th. Liberty Media not only owns the Braves, they also own other companies, you know, in the entertainment field like Sirius, well, Sirius XM, Formula One, you know, everyone's all about Drive, Drive to Survive. I actually watched Drive to Survive like the first two seasons and then I haven't followed up, but I, I loved it. I need to get back into, I think they were like in what, season five or seven of Formula One, the Drive to Survive on Netflix. And Liberty Media also owns Live Nation, which if you know, Live Nation is basically the reason why your sister, your cousin, your daughter was unable to attend the Taylor Swift concert. So boo, big thumbs down to uh, Live Nation and the overlords, Liberty Media. You're a sports fan. I'm a big Braves fan. You can go on to TD Ameritrade, Charles Schwab, etc. You open up your brokerage account. Or if you already have a brokerage account, you can buy one share of the Atlanta Braves. What about Robinhood? Please don't open a Robinhood account. Be a grown-up and go like to Fidelity or something. Just don't go to Robinhood. <laughs> you're a sports fan. You're a businessman. You're a businesswoman. Why wouldn't you buy the Atlanta Braves? Look. The Braves right now, in 2023, they have the best record in Major League Baseball. They have the best run differential in Major League Baseball. They're in first place in the National League East Division. The franchise won the World Series two seasons ago, and they're very well positioned to go deep into the playoffs again this year. And they also have one of the best players in all of Major League Baseball, the right fielder Ronald Acuna Jr. Here's another question. What are you getting if you actually buy one share, 10 shares, 1,000 shares, 10 million shares of the Atlanta Braves? As an owner, you already, like I said, you own part of the Atlanta Braves. And that package comes with the real estate, which is actually probably almost, if not, it soon will be at the same level of value as the actual team. The area outside of Truist Park called the Battery, which is basically composed of restaurants, bars, a hotel. It's just mixed-use development. I even I think they even have like office buildings. I don't really remember. And the Braves have one of the top five home attendants in the league, which means butts in the seat, which means people paying $27 a beer, you know, $500 for a slice of hot dog. All that revenue would be going to you. Not really, not theor- theoretically. It would be increasing the value of the team. So if you buy just one share, if you buy 300 shares, if you buy 3 million shares of the Braves. Are you going to be able to call up general manager Alex Anthopoulos and tell him, Alex, I need you to sign Shohei Otani in the offseason. As an owner of the Braves, are you going to be able to to call up the manager, Brian Snitker, and say, hey, swap out left fielder Eddie Rosario after the seventh inning because he can be a defensive liability? Are you going to be able to tell Anthopoulos, look, next year, I need you to sign. I need you to draft Derek Curiel, a young 18-year-old outfielder from Orange Lutheran High School who's actually from West Covina. So that's kind of, not really, 
in the Los Angeles area where Max Fried is originally from? The answer to all those three questions is obviously no. You're not going to get a direct call, direct line, like some like old Cold War U.S. Soviet red, uh, what is that? What was that old red phone to Alex Anthopoulos, to Bryant Snicker, to anybody in the Braves executive organization? But it's still fun because so often, whatever sport you like, you're like, Man, if I had the money, I would buy my favorite hockey team. I would buy my favorite baseball team. I'd buy my favorite football team. This is actually your opportunity to do it and on the cheap. Because, you know, the, the, in, the, in the National Football League, the Washington Commanders, or I think they're still, still called the Commanders, they just got sold for like $6 billion. You don't need to be raising billions of dollars to buy your favorite team on Friday August 4th, the Braves, one share of the Atlanta Braves closed at uh, $46.20. That is much more manageable than trying to raise $6 billion. Whether you have an illiquid cash, not a lot of people have that amount of money. Even billionaires, when their net worth is a billion dollars, their net worth is $10 billion, that doesn't actually mean that they have $10 billion in liquid assets. Look, and you can tell me, dude, I like your podcast, but I don't like the Braves. And even if it's for $46.20, I'm not buying one share of the Braves. All right, fine. What about this? This is something else that interests, interested me as well. What about buying a part of Led Zeppelin, the legendary 19, 1960s and 70s British rock band? They're the former Led, Led Zeppelin manager, Peter Grant, who passed away in 1995. He left 20% of his stake in one of the many companies that managed, the, managed Led Zeppelin to his two kids, obviously, 10% for his son, 10% to his daughter. They're obviously now grown adults, very, I think they're probably senior citizens now or close to it. Anyways, and the funny thing is, talking about Led Zeppelin, before, just before I started recording, I actually was listening to the song Black Dog, the 1971 song from Led Zeppelin. I love Zeppelin. Every time that I record a podcast, I always listen to music to get me in a different mindset. And I love to do my own little mini karaoke version as badly as I sing. I still love to belt out whatever some random songs that come on my Spotify playlist. Anyways, Helen Grant, the daughter of Peter Grant, she's going to sell her 10% share. And she said, quote, I've got five children, four stepchildren, and seven grandchildren. It's time to move on, end quote. So what you're looking at is probably Helen Grant's like, I have 10%. I'm not going to split this. I'm just speculating. I'm not going to split my 10% of Led Zeppelin amongst her five children, four step. This is basically 16 people. And God knows if her husband's still alive or ex-husband or who knows. So good for her. She wants money. She wants to leave a legacy to her family. And that made me think if the Braves are probably worth around $2 billion, I would say closer to $3 billion, the Atlanta Braves, what is the worth of a le of Led freaking Zeppelin, one of the arguably the greatest rock and roll band of the 20th century. You could do a comparison. Bob Dylan, who I'm not a, that big of a fan of, he sold his publishing rights for about 150 to $200 million. Bruce Springsteen, everyone loves Born in the USA. Beyond that, I probably couldn't name more than two songs of Bruce Springsteen. He sold his publishing rights for about $550 million. David Bowie, who I freaking love. He sold his publishing rights for around $250 million. But let's be real. Led Zeppelin is worth a heck of a lot more than those three legendary artists. Let's say conservatively, I mean super conservative, that overall 
Led Zeppelin's publishing rights are worth half a billion dollars, $500 million. We're being very conservative. 10% of that, which is what Helen Grant owns, is $50 million. Not a bad haul. I would love to personally buy both the entire Atlanta Braves and Helen Grant's 10%. But I'm going to be real with you. It's a lot more attainable to buying one share of $46.20 or buying 20 shares, 50 shares, 1,000 shares than it is wiring $50 million, probably a heck of a lot more than that, to Helen Grant and her bankers in London. And if you're not a Led Zeppelin fan, if you're not a Atlanta Braves fan, you can still buy a couple of other teams, professional teams that are publicly traded. Manchester United in the English Premier League, uh, the soccer team. Football. And in New York, you got the New York Knicks and the New York Rangers. You can go on your brokerage account and buy the, I think it's Madison Square Garden Group or Entertainment. Anyways, you can look it up. I just wanted to share this with you because I thought it was super cool that you could actually own the only baseball team that publicly traded. Eventually, I would probably think like in a year or so, the Braves are going to go private. Some dude and some team is going to come in and be like, look, we'll pay you guys $2.7 billion and the team is no longer publicly traded. They'll pay you out. You'll cash out. But it's awesome. So I genuinely I genuinely own, I would say, zero point infinity zero one percent of the Atlanta Braves, which is cool. And and that's going to last until some dude a lot more wealthy than all of us is going to go in and be like, all right, everyone, here's your here's your check. Get out of here. I'm the owner. Yes, I, I'm, I'm proud to own more than one share of the Braves, but not the majority, unfortunately. But I'm still going to try to call up the Braves general manager, Alex Anthopoulos, and tell him, dude, you need to sign Shohei Otani. And you know, this week's guest doesn't personally know Shohei Otani, but she is Japanese and she is a baseball fan. This week, our special guest is Nanami, a translator from Japan. Nanami, welcome to Last Call Baseball. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> and I want to let everyone know that you are a translator in three different languages. You speak your your native language is Japanese. Apparently, uh-huh. you also can speak and translate Swedish and English. Uh-huh. You are yeah. you are an art enthusiast. You are a pet enthusiast. But before I let you talk about all that, I want to tell you that the way I prepared to talk to you, do you know what I did to prepare to talk to you? I listened no? to Morbid Angels, the death metal oh. band from Tampa, Florida, <laughs> specifically Morbid Angels 1993 oh. album Covenant, because our, our research wow. team here found out that you are a big death metal fan. Where in the world... Wow. Does that come from? <laughs> it's so cool that you listen to Morbid Angels. <laughs> yeah, I've been a metalhead all my life. I don't really like show that on my Instagram. How did you find that out? <laughs> it was on your oh, it's on your Twitter. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I talk I started to talk a little bit about metal, like yeah, recently. <laughs> so what but, about um, so what about death metal actually? turned you on when you were uh you know younger and be like I love like you said like I'm you're you, that you became a metalhead oh I hmm I started to listen to metal because I was studying abroad in America when I was in high school and the people who became friends with me first were metalheads so they're the nicest people. Like I didn't speak English at all, but they welcomed me in their group, and I 
hit off with them. And yeah, so America got me into it. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, I when I saw it, I was like, wow, I had like a flash. Like, wow, I actually had that album, uh, the Covenant album. And then the only, I'm not really a death metal fan, but I the only death metal bands that I know are obviously Morbid Angels and Sepultura, the Brazilian band. Oh, yeah. But after yeah. that, I don't know anything new or anything like that. But I thought that was pretty cool that someone from Japan is a huge death metal fan. Oh, and I was like, I have to yeah. get I have to get into the mindset to talk to you. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. <laughs> but the reason I, I asked you to come on wasn't because you speak Swedish or you're a metalhead is I actually found out that you are a big you're a big fan now of baseball specifically in japan with the yokohama dena bay stars which is in the yeah. japanese central league and specifically the american pitcher trevor bauer how yeah. in the world again i'm really interested being a death a metalhead being yeah. a big fan of trevor bauer and the bay stars how did that come about okay so it's truly surreal for me to be discussing baseball today Considering that I had no knowledge of the sport until this year. <laughs> and um, so uh, it all started with my American friend, Michael, whom I connected with on Twitter. And we would usually talk about our mutual passion for metal music, particularly the Japanese death metal scene. And I didn't know Michael was not only to metal, but also an avid baseball fan and close, closely follow the Trevor Bauer. And in December of the last year, Michael stumbled upon a tweet from Trevor stating that his team was in search of a Japanese translator who can also do voice acting. Michael immediately thought of me and encouraged me to apply for the position. And I decided to give it a shot. So I reached out to the team's manager and they responded with a test tryout. But I didn't hear back for a month and I thought I would not get selected. However, during the tryout process, I discovered that Trevor was also a fan of metal music. So I made sure I no to idea. highlight it. Yeah. I made sure to highlight it, try to stand out among other translators. Then I received news that Trevor Bauer was coming to Japan to play this year, and he would be joining the Yokohama Basters, my local team. And in April, I finally signed a contract with his team as a translator. So. Throughout this journey, I still wonder if someone on the team considered the fact that I'm a metalhead. But regardless, I'm thrilled to be a part of this incredible opportunity to bridge the language gap and contribute to the baseball community in Japan. That is really cool. I had no idea. So tell us, what do you know what bands uh, Trevor likes when it comes to metal? Yeah, he had mentioned like In Flames, Soilwork, I'm on a Mirth. That's his song when he comes out. And these are like Swedish, Swedish melodic death metal. Yeah, I don't know that, why. That's the, like the, a genre. <laughs> yeah, the, the Nords, the Nordic countries, Sweden, Norway, <laughs> Finland, and yeah. Denmark, they love that dark death metal. Yes. I guess yeah, probably because it's do. the reflection of the weather. 
Oh, yeah, I think so, too. They have long winter. Really dark. You basically got into baseball because a friend of you said, hey, by the way, there's an actual American baseball. There's an American athlete that's looking for a translator. And you're like, who and what do they play? And what is this game of baseball? And now, <laughs> apparently, you're like a big diehard <laughs> baseball fan. Did you have any, yeah. did you like any sports before April of 2023? Zero. No, I, I've never even watched a baseball game on TV. Like even. Oh, even when you lived in the Otani US. Otani WBC. Yeah, the world, yeah, the world baseball classic. Oh, you, yeah. you, you didn't even watch I, I, when Japan won the I world baseball classic. I didn't even watch it. That is hilarious. Yeah, because <laughs> Japan won the world baseball classic, I think, in the middle of March. So Japan basically won the World Baseball Classic a few weeks before you signed a contract to become Trevor Bauer's uh, video yeah. log translator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I have a question for you. Um, is there golf girls who love baseball in America? That is a really good question. And if there is, I'm making a point to find them because I always like to have very interesting, eclectic guests here. So that's actually, I'm going to write mm -hmm. that down. I'm going to see if there is goth baseball fans <laughs> off the top of my head. I'm going to say no. Yeah. So I might just be the like first goth who loves baseball. I think you should change like... all your social media <laughs> handles to first girl goth baseball fan or something like that. We'll, we'll, we'll work on the branding. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that's why, like, I don't dress golf. But like my mindset has always been on the darker side. And I think that's like why how I dark? never like, came like, across sports or baseball. But when you mean dark side, like what? Like pushing old ladies <laughs> well, across the street? Like, you know, taking candy from babies? Like how dark are you going here? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, like I, I really like wicked, underground, bizarre arts. And like just true crime and dark stories and scary movies have you given any advice to where to go catch the best death metal bands venues in tokyo or in greater tokyo like yokohama to trevor bauer's team or anyone else any other player on the base Hawks that's a death metal band I, I death metal fan i don't think they are but have you given them any tips on where to catch cool bands in the greater tokyo area Oh, I'm going to <clears throat> the venue code What's Up today, but that I think I'm going there first time today. That's a very small. But you uh, didn't tell Trevor venue. about it. But that's good. No, Maybe. He I needs don't... to concentrate on pitching oh. for the Bay Sox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, I usually go to very small local shows. Like I'm friends with them, so I don't know. <laughs> You know what? Like, a... I, I know everyone in this scene. It's just such a small thing. Like, when it comes to particularly death metal scene in Japan, it's very small. But heavy metal is can be big, but... Right, because death metal is more yeah. of a subset of, of... Metal is as, like, the umbrella, but then under the umbrella of metal is, like, heavy metal and then death metal, and then I have no idea what other metals there yeah. may be. Silver black metals, metal, gold metal, metal, black metal, grind gore, plutonium gore. metal. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I don't, I, I, we, let's not talk about the periodic table here. But yeah. 
as American baseball fans, when watching baseball in the U.S. is very different than watching baseball in, let's say, the Dominican Republic, in Japan, or mm. anywhere else, as you had mentioned, you've never actually even watched baseball, much less attend until the past few months. Mm. Tell us, like, what's a normal What's a normal way to watch baseball in person in Japan? Because I've, again, I want to go to Japan and I'd love to go see baseball in Asia, to see baseball in Korea, see baseball in Japan, see baseball in Taiwan, but specifically Japan. Like, what's very special on watching a watching a game, a baseball game in person in Japan that that Americans may find a little different? Mm. Yeah, that's what Trevor said on his vlog too. But it was an amazing experience for me. Like I went there for the first time, and I'm so glad I got to know baseball. I love it because the energy at the ballpark was simply insane. Like the audience was so wild and enthusiastic. It feels like they're having Ozfest every single day. Ozfest. Do they yeah. still have Ozfest? Because I know I think Ozzy Ozzy Osbourne retired. Do they still have the Ozfest? I don't follow him now, but I, mm. I have attended before. Yeah. So how do you <laughs> how do you reconcile the fact that if you're into death, if you're in the metal period, you have to you have to wear. If not, you're going to kick get kicked out of the metal community. You have to wear black, but oh. the Bay Sox colors are blue and white. How do you reconcile that when you're in the stands? Um. Like recently, the death metal scene in Indonesia is really big, and they sell different colors shirts, and they're in now in the specific like Asian death metal scene. So I bought a blue tie dye metal shirt the other day, and I love it because it's Faster's color. <laughs> So in Japan, if you if you're a metalhead and if you're wearing blue, then they automatically assume that you're Indonesian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still not many metal bands really. <laughs> so we establish the fact that you you're smarty pants. You speak Japanese. Obviously, you speak English very well, and you also speak Swedish. Where in the world did Swedish come from? I mean, don't no. Uh, I know Swede, Swedish came from the country of Sweden. But <laughs> where did you come across? Be like, I love how Swedish sounds, and I want to become fluent in it. Um, I was once married to a Swedish man, and that's how I learned Swedish. Those are the best tutors. Sweden, yeah, for two years. Yes, and he is. His name is Bjorn Street. He's a leader singer for Soilwork, and it's. Also, super cool that Trevor listens to Soil Work too. Oh wow! That was like a coincidence. Like for me, like it was. I was like, oh, I need to be his translator. <laughs> that is pretty cool. I actually saw a video of Trevor Bauer. He 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 let out recently, but he was speaking in English in this one. I don't speak Japanese, so it was in English. He was doing. He was like in the. He was just practicing pitching on his slider and i think that came out like a few days ago but so i didn't hear your voice or see the the japanese characters because obviously it doesn't i I couldn't i wouldn't be able to read Mm -hmm. that so but i did see a video of trevor bauer a few days ago of him pitching what do you like Mm -hmm. best about baseball now that you're actually a fan of not just a player one of the players who's actually one of your bosses 
just the sport in general, what are your, what's one of your favorite things that you've actually enjoyed? Um, I, I love going to the actual games to, to watch the game. And like when I watch baseball, nine, nine innings is pretty long, but it doesn't feel long. Like I get really immersed in it. Like there's so much drama and I don't know, I get very emotional and I, I like that excitement. Have you managed to get any of your death metal friends to go to a Bay Sox game with you? That's that's what I've been trying. Like I try to find like who can be secretly baseball fans. So, so they're basically telling fans. you, Nanami, I'm not going unless they play baseball at midnight when the Dark <laughs> Lord comes out. No, I'm joking. <laughs> All right, so not everything is about darkness and not everything is about baseball. Also, I know you're a little bit shy about this, but I know you have a more creative side besides speaking multiple, being multilingual. What what kind of art do you like? And mm. it's I, I find it interesting that you that you love art. I think you love art, yeah, but then you I also do. like metal mm. art, metal art, metal bands, and baseball. Tell us about the art that you love. Like Instagram is a good source where I can find really weird things, like new arts and. What's weird? <laughs> I can't. I don't remember like the artist's names right now. I can't oh, weird. Up, that, but... Yeah, that's fine about the artist's name, but like, what makes the the work weird? Mm. Is it the material that they use? Is it the motifs? Okay. Also, Japan is also known for anime and yeah. tell us about what is this gal uh galverse Galvers? yes what is, oh. what is galverse oh that's um uh the four uh, two japanese girls and two australian guys they teamed up to make galverse last year and they that that's like um it's a nft project in the beginning so they released 8,888 gals as NFT. And so, so what NFT meaning non-fungible token, but what is the meaning? What's the meaning behind? What's the symbolic meaning behind 8,888 NFTs? Uh, I think they did it because it was a new thing to do it, to create many arts with ai generated so it's an anime <laughs> production studio that that uses ai instead of uh no ai uh nft a, nft art came first and then their goal was to sell them and use that money to make an anime so anime will come next year and you nft have... art first Right. Mm. Do you ha are you working with them or are you just like a big fan of Galvers? Oh, I I know I know them and I'm helping them translate or interpret. Translate into Swedish or into death uh, metal death funny. metal lyrics. <laughs> that would be like I I'm thinking about Key and Peel skit there like when uh, Keegan. He yeah. uh, interprets into. <laughs> have you seen that? Uh, 
I've seen Jordan a couple Peele, of I, I can't, Obama. I, I, Oh, Obama reaction. when 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 he's going on, and, a, he's shaking hands. Yeah, like one? anger translator. Right. Yeah, that, <laughs> Ke uh, Keegan Peel. I see. I, I you know I watched only a couple of their shows on here in the U.S. It's on, I think it used to be on Comedy Central, but they, they have yeah. all those really short clips on YouTube. Very funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can watch them forever. I you know I'm a weeb for it. American you're, culture. Do you know the word weeb? Weeb, W-E-B? Yeah, W-E-E-B. No, I don't know. That's what people like usually look down on Americans who are into Jap Japan and anime and stuff like that too much. <laughs> like American nerds who are into Japanese You mean like culture. dweebs? I know what a dweeb, oh. D-W-E-E-B -D -E -E is a dweeb. It's kind of like a nerd, but, but people don't really I use that word anymore. Dweeb. Uh, is that an American <laughs> word or is that a Japanese saying? I think it's an American word. Oh. Yeah, uh, again, but I, I'm I like know. that. I'm like that to American culture. Like I'm, an, I'm a nerd who loves like American culture. So, so this the anime Galverse. They're going to come yeah. out with their anime next year. You're helping with the translation into Japanese. Are you a voice actress for that show? Or are you oh, doing no. the, the Japanese or the characters? And what language are they using that they need a translator if it's Japanese anime? Yeah, I think they are both in, both in Japanese and English. They have audience in all over the world. So, yeah, I'm helping them, but just a little bit. Have you convinced them to maybe get Trevor Bauer to voice a character? <laughs> and have you convinced them to possibly have death metal music as the soundtrack to the Galverse anime? No, I, I, I'm so like behind the scene person. So I try not to stand out or it, I just. No, what you can do is I, you I can like just, to be humble. But you can, you, you can just whisper, by the way, you should get a baseball <laughs> player into this and also put some death metal music in here you're not asking to be to be to forming a band to play death metal you're just saying hey guys you get a bigger audience yeah. in, in this anime if you have death metal music in here and then you get the baseball fans in here with having trevor bauer be the voice of like a dog because i think dogs in japan <laughs> and dogs in canada and dogs in south africa all sound alike rough rough and that's it i'm just trying to collaborate you know, creative mind that's all i'm trying to do <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling you what to do. Just trying to collaborate. Yeah, yeah. A little birdie told me that there was an continuing on the subject of art. There was an art exhibit that you may or may not have been a part of last month. Tell us about this art exhibit. Art exhibit that I had. Uh, it was just a small exhibit, and my aunt has been an artist for it entire life and she invited me to join her <laughs> and, and what was this art what what did it represent where did that inspiration come from from your art piece and if you can describe it obviously audio we can't we, we will have to go on to your social media sites to see that but describe what you submitted for the for the art exhibit um I decided to make art because I was di diagnosed by breast cancer and I, when I found that about 
I decided, like, I realized that I have always wanted to create art, try that, but never had. So I thought it was a good time to start doing it. Um, so I'm really like new to art things. So I'm a little. We have to start. Everybody <laughs> starts somewhere. Picasso started somewhere. The great architect I.M. Pei started with, I'm sure he, I don't know if you know him, but he's a famous American architect. He started probably designing like a door. Everyone mm. starts somewhere. So don't um, be too humble. And I love, <laughs> I would love to see more of your work when you post it on. Thank you. On social media. And <laughs> thank I think you. that you have all these different places to influence your art because again, you're a metalhead. You're now the biggest baseball fan in all of Yokohama. And <laughs> you've got, you know, you're, you're a survivor. You're, you know, you've been battled cancer. Thank God. You have a lot of inspiration to draw from, to express yourself in all this different place. And let's not forget the anime that you're helping work on as well. So I think that's really mm -hmm. cool what you're doing in Japan. I'm yeah. always a big fan of like food and I'm not, I'm and in the U S it's the food has got over the past 20, 30 years, the food has gotten a lot better at baseball stadiums before it used to just be hot dogs and popcorn, hot dogs, popcorn, and peanuts. Mm. But over the past, I would say 12, 15 years, things started changing in, in U.S. baseball stadiums and probably other sports as well, where they tried to bring in local foods or local oh. restaurants into the stadium to be mm -hmm. like, hey, come and set up a small shop here as a reflection of the food that's available in what do you call it in in the city yeah that what's one of yeah, your that's favorite because cool, um, many people travel to go to visitor games yeah to maybe? sports games to baseball games mm -hmm. to to music music right now obviously the big thing is uh taylor swift the enemy of the metal heads because you know she's too happy and bright i'm joking <laughs> what's like one of your what now that you've been going to baseball games in person what's one of your favorite food that that what's a what's a typical food that they sell in a, in a Japanese baseball stadium? Um, they did have they did had a local food. Like I I went to Vantelin Dome in Nagoya for All Star Game, and it was my first time to be at the dome there. And they had Nagoya local food. And uh, what what is what is what is the local cuisine in Nagoya? Uh, like. Like miso katsu, that's like miso, you know, the soup, miso yeah, flavored or not the pork. soup, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a soup, but it can be like that flavor, miso flavor, and miso flavored pork on sticks. <laughs> yeah, they have that. <laughs> you said it perfectly. People travel to see the sports mm. teams, to see their favorite musicians, to people travel to see family, and also people travel for fun one of the mm. countries I've, I've always wanted to go to is is japan mm. if anyone listening is going to japan sometime soon and they make it and they were like you know i'm also a baseball fan i want to go see some nippon baseball or J J japanese baseball league and they go yeah. and they want to see trevor bauer where in mm. yokohama where you live and you love the team there what's some local places that you would recommend to get to get some tea some food a drink maybe even see a metal concert what are places mm. that you would recommend in yokohama yeah so this is where i work actually 
So I work at this bar a couple of times a month for these four, five years. The bar is called Master of Dragon, located in Kanazawa Bunko, Yokohama. And what makes this place so special is its unique reptile and alien theme. The owner is a massive fan of the movie Alien, and the bar is filled with super cool alien heads and stunning works of H.R. Gigar. And you also find large fish tanks having exotic creatures like morays and horseshoe crabs. And that's a bar, so you can go get、yeah. sake, you can get lager, Japanese lager, beer, or anything else. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I love, the, I love the name Master of, wait, Master of, I already forgot it. Master、dragon. of Death? Master of Dragon. Master of Dragon. Master of Dragon. We call it Mastra. Mastra.、Yeah, Master of Dragon. And, but the real stars of the show are the two headed turtles, the twins. Well, I think. Have you seen them? I have seen two headed serpents.、Snake. I don't think I've ever seen two headed turtles. But I turtles. think if you go to the we bar. Used to have, we used to have two headed snakes. Too, but but then one、died. head bit off the other. No, they just died suddenly. I'm sorry to hear、mm. that. All right,、mm. so we start、mm. the night off at Mazdra. What's another? Mazdra. What's, what's another? What are your favorite places to eat in Yokohama? Oh, oh in in the same area, Kanazawa Bunko, they have a small Mexican restaurant. A Mexican、like. restaurant.、Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty rare.、Yeah. We have Mexican restaurants, but not as much as in America. So it's really cool. So if you're in town to watch a game at Yokohama Stadium, you can visit that Mexican restaurant. And, and, and what's it、Master、called? Dragon. What's the Mexican place called again? Well, you don't remember? remember? Oh, but it's、oh, in the, it's, what, what's the neighborhood? But if you look it up,、um, Kanazawa Bunko. So it's like a simply like. From Yokohama Stadium, you walk to Hinodecho Station and take the KQ train to Kanazawa Bunko Station, and which is only a 17 minute ride. Perfect. That are, we already、mm. have two great places to start the night baseball, music, what more do you want? Nanami, I want to thank you so much for joining us this week. I really enjoyed this conversation. Please share yeah, with us、too. where we can follow you on social media. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So,、uh, you can find me on Instagram at nanami underbar interprets. And I'm also on Twitter at Ray, Ray Translator, at R E I Translator. And yeah, yeah, thank you for talking to me. Like, we talked a lot about me. I thought I was prepared for it, like, talking about Trevor killing it in Japan. Yeah, and I and I also an、uh, can I say, um, uh, can I say that Trevor's agent Rachel Luba is awesome? I know, I've seen pictures you of、know? you two all over Twitter、yes. and, and Instagram. Yeah, yes, we hang out. She's a remarkable young professional, very intelligent, and it's just so inspiring to see a woman breaking barriers and thriving in the male dominated sports scene. I truly look up to her. I notice that you like breaking into male dominated places like death metal and baseball. Oh, yeah, that's true.、Right. Well. <laughs> yeah, but the, interestingly, the owner of the Basters team is also a female. 
which is fantastic, but it's still relatively rare, like especially in Japan. So, thanks to Nanami for joining us this week. I really enjoyed all that conversation about death metal, Trevor Bauer, Japanese baseball. It's super cool. And as I recorded this podcast, what I was drinking, what I've been drinking, is called a beer. Ruby Throne. It's a sour red ale from a good American local brewery called Sapwood Cellars in Columbia, Maryland. And I've been saying this now for months. Sour beers are my jam now. I, I don't know why. I used to always hate sour beers, but they've gotten a lot better. And you know what's gotten a lot better? Our social media, I think. Maybe not. You can check it out for yourself on Instagram, Last Call Baseball, on Twitter, Last Call 4040. And for the podcast, go ahead and give us a rating and review if you want, just before you go off to the beach and enjoy the last month of summer. Thanks for listening to Last Call Baseball. Get home safe.